0: hello folks welcome to the inaugural edition of my podcast it's a bit experimental I'm putting it out there with the uh, you know understanding that the first draft of everything is crap uh, so you know there's there's a few issues with this the sound quality is a little bit variable I've uh, tried to cut out all the and or not swear in the first place because it's tricky because I'm a naturally a spory person I've also had uh, recorded an R ...and cut out like 20 minutes of um, uh, you know, um, like... ...a few of them may have slipped through, so apologies for that there. But, here it is. Get it in ya. Hello? Okay. Yeah. Hello, hello, and welcome to... ...this is uh, episode one, pilot episode, test episode of podcast from my brain. For this first episode, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be going through some of my old ideas... From my blog, and I'll elaborate on them, and then see what comes of that. There. Now, let me just tell you about my blog. It's a exercise in kind of stimulating the brain, getting the brain going. What it is, I is sit there and I come up with ten ideas or things. These ideas, there's sort a of very, very minor bit of quality control in that. I think about them for like five seconds, and if I can't think of somewhere where that's already been done or think of somehow that it's already been thought of then it goes in very basic okay, maybe other people have thought of these things but it's not immediately obvious that's the case No, not all of them are ideas exactly some of them are just things to make you think or make me think about yeah most of them are ideas some of them are good most of them are not but perhaps in the talking about them we can make bad ideas good ideas by exploring them further and seeing what comes up so let's have a quick look at this here and see what see what we got today okay today's ideas from oh going way back here april 22nd 2016. first idea okay this is an example for one that's not exactly an idea more of a kind of thought or a huh look at that this is the sundial is the apple watch of its day it doesn't work without the sun but if the sun is out you don't need it what did I mean by that? There's the obvious connection to you know telling the time, but then why would that make it the Apple Watch? And but I think I figured out what it is here is because the Apple Watch, in order for that to be of any use, you need to have your phone. It needs to be tethered to your phone in order to do you know most of its functions. The question is, what's the point of that it seems to be way. okay anything that anything that you can do on the watch you can do on the phone except it's quicker maybe you can pull your watch out and see see the messages that are there without having to take your phone out of your pocket and and unlock your phone but right okay let's 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 uh, investigate this a little bit further why would that be what if you're carrying something maybe if you're carrying things and you don't want to take your phone out and the Of course, it's not impossible that if you're carrying a cup of tea and you go to look at your watch and then you pour tea all over yourself, that could happen. But if you're on a bike, for example, and as somebody who has often put his phone out while on the bike, that's really awkward, especially if you have to unlock it by some complex medicine. So it does have a few things that way, but... Is that enough to justify the ridiculous price tag? Probably not. But hey, it's it's one of these things nobody buys a watch these days because they need it. I mean wristwatch sales have gone down the pan. We pretty much you don't buy them to tell the time, you buy them to show how much money you have. It's the same with Apple Watch, you buy it and see how much money you have. I mean I myself I have a not exactly a smart watch. it's just one of these kind of fitness tracker things that has functions that can't do on a phone can't take this underwater i have tried using the phone apps on the phone for gps while running and stuff but they're pretty bad also you know, don't don't connect the heart rate monitor frequently been running you know and recording heart rate i'm really not sure why i get how that would be useful for like you know professional athletes or some people who are really really serious but might have i don't know it's just because i like data i like I like gathering this data, possibly, you know, part of my fear is that one day I'll lose all my marbles and I'll have to reconstruct my life based on, on all the data I've gathered and all the photographs I've taken and, and pictures I've stored, you know, so it's like, I'll be like, who am I? And somebody will give me my Google password and then they'll be like, hey, here, here's your data, this is who you were. And I'm like, oh, and then it all get downloaded back in my brain and I'll be like this kind of construct, like a kind of an impression of myself. Just you know, visits all the places that have Wi-Fi around town, and um, you know, just yeah, that's kind of scary future. It's like, hey, hey, Google, hey, Facebook, have my data. Just give it back to me when I lose my mind, okay? Back to the the sundial. It yeah, I mean, if the sun is out, you know pretty much what time it is. So it's kind of a fairly pointless thing. Never figured out how to read but there you go. Not quite as, as uh, functional as, as an Apple Watch, but still largely superfluous. It's just to say, hey, look, I can afford a sandal. Hmm. Unless you make one out of a stick or something. Yeah, I suppose that'd be pretty cheap. I mean, OK, a little bit of Apple bashing, you know, I mean, yeah, I do use a Mac. Didn't pay for it, given to me by work. And there are some... Good things about it fairly sturdy the touchpad is brilliant it's way better than anything any other laptop I've ever used but there's a lot about it that just sucks particularly the, the newer models that I've seen the other, others where you need dongles Apple's gone into the dongle business they're no longer making software or, or hardware they're making dongles let me back off the Apple bashing a little bit and kind of see if we can get back to the point here okay here's one Right this is this is another n- idea number 2 genetically engineer squid to shoot multicolored ink now first question why because um if it could crack you could see it shooting, psh, ink. or okay apart from the crack of it right printer ink is per volume the second most expensive liquid in the world the most expensive is the venom of some really tiny, tiny, tiny spider, but printer ink is the second. Buying a liter of printer ink is more expensive than buying a liter of almost any other liquid. So printer ink is expensive. Maybe you could genetically engineer the squid to make the ink and make the ink cheaper. You certainly could, but then again, it's not at the cost of manufacturing. That makes printer ink expensive. It's just because that's what the companies are in the business. And this ties back into the last thing. I mean, companies like HP and Epson, they're not in the business of selling printers. They're in the business of selling printer ink. That's where they make their profits. Some of these guys are almost giving away printers, like, you know, it's it's ink and the refills. So even if you could use these genetically engineered squid to make cheap ink, they wouldn't. They uh, no, not the big companies anyway. Maybe you could have one in your home, so you have your own source of ink. But then you would need at least four. There's one, one for one for black, and the you know, others for what is it, cyan, magenta, and yellow. So cost of maintaining facilities to look after four squid, looking after any marine life. Is expensive, you know. It's not, we're not talking about your like your little goldfish or your even your, your tropical fish, marine fish with the salt water that that's difficult. Keeping the squid in the kind of environment where they're going to produce their ink that's yeah, that's going to be prohibitively expensive because I dare say squid need more space than uh, your average Nemo or whatever. A clownfish the thing is, if you want to get the ink out of them. You're going to have to startle them. So it's expensive and cruel. Probably not practical. How, how how would the squid feel about this? Okay, it'd still be shooting out the ink and getting away. But is coloured ink going to be as effective as smoke screen? It's, uh, you know, I mean, normally it shoots out thick black ink. So anything that gets caught, in to going, oh, I can't see anything. But if it's pink ink, is the fish going to be able to see through that better? It's, I'm not seeing a practical side for this, but it would look spectacular. Now the question is, multicolored. is it going to be one jet of ink with multiple colours in it? Like a rainbow? Like some sort of rainbow squid? I, maybe, I don't know. Or is it just going to be one single colour? That would be a lot easier to achieve, that's for sure. Now, I'm just wondering, what's the practicality? See, so they they got an ink sack. Just trying to see if we can figure out what the ink is actually made of. Cephalopod ink contains number of chemicals and the species. Melanin. Ah, melanin. Right, okay. Now, dopamine. Hang on a second here. Includes dopamine, taurine, aspartic acid, glutamate. That sounds like it could be tasty. But taurine, that's that's the key ingredient. Red bulls. So is this going to... And dopamine, is it going to kill out the fish? Or is it going to hype them up? That, that could be... This is possibly where the idea of the disperse squid from Red Dwarf comes from and in that it was Giant Squid that, that shot out this ink and they made everybody go into this kind of hallucination where they were eventually brought down driven to suicide from despair which is an excellent topic for a half-hour sitcom but if if this squid ink contains dopamine I mean obviously dopamine that's going to do the opposite it's going to bring you up but then the crash that could bring you dispersed so maybe red dwarf grounded in reality who knew here you go it's it contains melanin melanin is of course what makes our skin dark also what makes our eyes Brown. No, I'm pretty sure melanin doesn't make her eyes blue. It's lack of melanin that makes her eyes blue. So, just by varying the melanin levels, you could make different shades, maybe? You can make it lighter colours. Though there are different types of melanin. There's brown melanin, black melanin, pheomelanin, which is what makes ginger. Neuromelanin is found in the brain, though its function remains obscure. Citation needed. That's interesting that you need a citation for when somebody says, I don't know, citation needed. If it's just diff- different types of melanin, yes, yeah, so you can tweak it different types of melanin and get red. Red, brown, imagine that, yeah, squid shoots at red ink and looks like blood, and, oh jeez, that's going to be frightening. Okay, in short, uh, no practical reason for it. Maybe the at the outer reaches of, of, of practical possibility, because genetically engineered stuff and it is just melanin. Idea number three. Boat boots, floating boots with motors, okay, this is one of these ideas where it's basically based off a thing that rhymes boat boots, boat boots you can market boat boots, boots for boats, no, not not boots for boats, boat boots, if you could say it, I can have trouble saying it we're we're looking at boat boots, yeah, imagine like Boots. like you can make floating boots easily enough, you can make them waterproof, right, so imagine Wellies right yeah let's let's start off with welly boots right welly boots but with like a double hull so you've got cavities in there with with air yeah maybe a large cavity at the bottom let's just assume you've got them wide enough you've got wellies that go up to your knee possibly with a kind of flange at the top and yeah you've got thick rubber with with cavities fried extra buoyancy and trouble with that is you will need some sort of stabilization what if over the knee, big buccaneer boots, right? What you do is you get in the water and you're actually kind of almost kneeling on the water. Yeah, some sort of shape like that there. You can have like little handles that come up the side of the knees. You imagine motors. See, so what way would your your feet be pointing? You have, you'd have like fins coming down the back of your calves. So you've got these large fins coming down the back of your calves, right? Built into the fin is the, the motor the propeller, with the hydro jet but also the fins whenever you're kneeling it means that you're not doing a full kneel with your, your legs bent. it's actually to hold your legs helps hold your legs at that angle so yeah you, you, you walk into the water you kneel down and you're kind of kneeling stroke sitting on the fins and then you, you have the handles, the knees with the controls which is just basically a button to make the, the motors go and then you, you go at it obviously there's going to be a few issues it's going to be very difficult getting the balance right possibly each pair would need to be customized to a particular word, depending on the size and the height and the weight We're going to have questions about battery life what's your battery life like in these things i don't know but if you incorporate like with a backpack I mean, have you ever seen those jetpacks or those the hoverboard things where they have the hoses, big boots, and you wear the, the, the hoses and then you float up above the water? Imagine the motors that they use to power those button boots. And then you're sort of kneeling in the water and it, you're going to have stability issues. No doubt you've got stability issues with those hoverboards. And um, people go hell for leather in those things. So, yeah, take the motors out of the hoverboard boots things. Put them into the boots, big pair of thundercat waders. Just go for it. Brrr. I think this is a goer. There you go. Idea number four, is a TV show, spar sparring. Amateur boxers have to compete while balanced on the boom of a yacht. Okay, this is another one where it was initially based off just the, the words spar sparring sparring spar. What could you do? This TV show. Amateur boxers, gotta be amateurs because professional boxers would never get involved in anything this ridiculous. That's for sure. But yeah, amateur boxers could do that. Say, come on, come on, get on this here and you win a grand or or even just like a trophy, like a little trophy. And the trophy would be a boxing glove holding a model yacht. Spread gold. That's that's what the trophy is there. Spar sparring, you have to get on the boom of a yacht. There's a number of difficulties with this. Uh, the first being getting the people out onto the boom now if i haven't got the right terminology here hang on let me let me, let me see uh, let's see a uh, boat take a quick down here to make sure i've got the right terminology here boom of the boat for those who don't know on a yacht you get the mast and the mast is a sticky uppy bit that the sail attaches to and the boom is the horizontal bit that the bottom It's attached one end's attached to the mast the other end is also attached to the top of the mast usually via a string so it makes a it triangle it makes a it kind of triangle and then the bottom of the sail will be attached to the boom. Boom you can move it can move up and down I guess. I'm not entirely sure, yeah. Um uh, can certainly swing around. Alright, so it can swing in theory it can swing all around the boat, right? You gotta get people on the boat now hang on, is do you know that spar is a typo Top sail, bar, main parts of a ship. Here we go. Spar for trisail. My idea that spars boat might come from Doctor Who. Mavic Chen, the guardian of the solar system, from Dalek Master Plan. William Martin, nineteen sixty-five. Mavic Chen had a ship called the Spar. And somewhere I got in my head that it was also a type of yacht. Spar is also a part of a boat, according to this diagram from Pirates of the Caribbean website. It's, yeah, a spar is, looks to be similar to a boom, right, okay, boom is the horizontal bit that attaches to the bottom of the sail, right? And the spar is, is, does, performs the same function. But on a sailing ship. It strikes me that the sailing ship would work better for several reasons. It doesn't have to you can still have spar, spar, have to, first off the name works because you only get spar on a ship. So spar sparring, but also it'd be easier for people to stand on the spar of the sailing ship than it would for them to stand on the boom of a yacht, you know, because boom of yacht, quite narrow. It can spin around upside down. Spar is indeed a part of a boat, specifically part of a ship. Based on sparring on the, the the spar of the ship on the sticky-outy bottom mast part, that's feasible. Talking amateurs here, it's kind of difficult to stay balanced on one of those. That's part of the appeal, but at the same time, it would lead to very, very short matches, possibly with the with combatants actually hitting each other. So how about some sort of bungee system? with a? So they got a cord. There's like a timer on the cord. If they're hanging off the edge for like, Five seconds, then it lets go and, and drops them down because the whole thing of having them up there is you want to see them fall in the water, but you don't want them falling off immediately. So, you have this thing, it's a timer. If, they, if they're like all their weight is on it for five seconds, then they'll fall off. If you know, if say half their weight is on it, then they can hold it for 10 seconds. So, it's kind of proportional, like that. There's so, yeah, with a little bit of the, some sort of mechanism like that, spar sparring could be a thing. Today's podcast is sponsored by. Jim's Apples. You like apples? You like them fresh? Go to Jim's Apples. Yeah, Jim's Apples are hand-baked in California sunshine for three seasons and with a certified juiciness quotient of 0.75. And the best thing about Jim's Apples is Jim's Apples are fast. You go online, you press the button, order an apple. The driver to save on delivery time doesn't even stop. They launch the apples from a high-powered cannon straight at your home or place of business, each apple is wrapped in its own individual parachute, so it drifts gently down into your hand, ready for that crunchy, crunchy bite of juicy crunchiness. Remember Jim's apples. Imagine that hand-picked apples delivered direct to your hand by high-powered air cannon with the parachute. How do you like them apples, huh? Jim's apples. Buy Jim's apples today. Next idea: another TV show. Geriatric Geronimo. Jackass for the elderly. Old people perform ridiculous stunts. Serves as an inspiration for other old people. Format is essentially Jackass. One thing that strikes me though, when I was watching Jackass 3rd, maybe? Actually, it might have even been Jackass 2. Those guys were you know in their, their mid-30s and even by that age it was clear they were too old to be doing that kind of stuff so the idea of old people doing it well that could be darn right suicidal or you could scale down a little bit instead of like riding a shopping trolley down the street and bouncing off a cliff just have them riding an armchair uh, down a gentle slope. Stuff that for you know your your average person might not be a big deal, but for an elderly person, yeah, that that could be frightening. The whole thing is the idea behind the inspiration. You see, to serve to say, hey, old people, you're old, but that doesn't mean that you're sofa bound. So get up and go and do some stunts. I'm sure there's ways of doing that. There, you know, like uh, I think it's Toyota that developed these airbags for elderly people. So the idea is, you know, you fall over and. Motion sensors react instantly and inflate like airbags and hips and stuff. Get loads of those uh, and fire fire old people uh, down the stairs in a control. Let's it's, it's, let's do that there or maybe even obstacle courses. Maybe not. Yeah, so much as the kind of ridiculous recklessness of jackass. More controlled environments. But here's like an obstacle: climb over that, climb over that, run over that. But let's do that. Let's get let's get old folks. Out there and say, Hey, old folks can do stuff too, which is going to become increasingly important as there's more and more old people, and this is just going to happen. Like, you know, people are getting older, the average person is getting older. I, I can't quite remember how to read, but yeah, there's going to be more old people. So, let's get these shows where you get old people out running about and doing stuff. You get old, you gotta make an effort, a bit of refinement that could work. Okay, next idea Urban Turban. It's a turban. But it has little tiny houses complete with gardens and street lamps. Now this idea is based off just, just the words urban, turban, turban, urban. And, you know, it sounds kind of funny. But In actual, in scene, you could take this two ways. You could be an ur- a turban that you were in an urban environment. I don't know why. Why wouldn't turbans specifically be urban? don't know anything about cultures that were turbans. There's two. There's the kind of Muslim Arabic thing, you know, from desert countries. And then there's the Sikh so you're from somewhere in india uh, in the mountains are they, uh, are they in the desert part of india or the mountain part of india is there a deserty thing uh, where do they come from punjab south asia in the present of indian, indian package so that's that's more in the north all right so it's a more mountainous region okay so it's not really a desert thing see so first thing turban that you are in an urban environment it could have little pockets for your bus ticket and your starbucks loyalty card it could have a color to match your your business suit smart or to complement your tie possibly or of course particularly in, in the city in this, this part of the world you need to be waterproof urban and it has a pull-out bit can you do pull-out bits and turbans? Because I've seen turbans wrapped around phases. It's like that there. It's like wrapped around a fez. There's a pull-out bit that can shelter you from the, wind, from the rain. Or it could just unfold into a rain poncho. Yeah, that would be your, your urban turbine. The other thing, uh, turbine with little streets and houses. Make it a tiny little urban environment. That could be achievable. Um, You put in a little battery. You know, light up say hey look me yeah that's a little miniature 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 design or you could just have if you wanted to be, take these up and just have it printed into the fabric like those look like those roads uh, the felt roads that i used to have when i was a kid and would have streets and little houses so you could you know, play on with your cars that pattern on whatever fabric you make a turban out of so you wrap it around your head and it's like there you go that's your urban turban let's do that this one i'm presuming it's a tv show doesn't say but here it is idea seven goose wars flocks of geese compete for territory honking contests yeah that's what it is you'd get our geese competitive probably i mean darcy could go to goose into having to go another goose would they can you get them to engage in aerial combat there was that film what was it fly along home fly away home about the guy with the micro light that trained the geese to fly in formation, he was like in the micro light, to be the lead goose. If you can train geese to do that, you can train them to fight. Imagine two flying bees of, of geese, you know, swooping at each other. So you could do that now. That's quite risky for the geese. There's a two geese collide in in midair. At least one of them is not going to come out of that quite well. The other the other le- less aggressive option there is, of course, the honking hunt. Which goose honks the loudest? Which goose can honk to a particular note? Can you honk to an F-sharp? Best honking wins. Fast honking. Rapid honk 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 honk. Rapid fire honking. Sustained honking. There's many different ways you could judge honking. So, yeah, you just come up with your criteria. Get the geese to honk. You could also have races. Flying contests. Maneuverability contests. Pecking contests. See who packs fastest. Which goose can pick the most seed in fastest. Swimming. Geese can swim. There are many ways you could you could judge geese competitively without getting the geese to actually have a go at each other. Yeah, that. I think flying, formation flying, that would be a thing. Maybe you could... Get little smoke canisters tied to the tied to geese's ankles like the red arrows. Imagine that geese flannel formation with smoke streaming behind them. Yeah, let's do that. There you go, that's Goose Wars. Geese are an underrated farm animal. Many of them they lay eggs. They're less annoying than chickens. In particular, roosters are just the most pointlessly annoying animals ever to have existed. We need to deal with that problem. And I think we can deal with that problem by more geese definitely but yeah this brings us on to the next idea right this is a bumper sticker that says honk if you're a goose which is simple because if you're a goose you'll be honking anyway because that's what geese do that's their kind of defining characteristic is the honk and if you're not a goose then you just uh, disregard the sticker there's a problem with the the car horn and the car horn is it's an emergency device it's meant for it's designed to signal to other drivers or pedestrians in the case of an emergency like shit i can't stop or pretty much that's it or or hey you if you're not seeing me quick you know you gotta stop your maneuver right emergencies all too often in this country it's used for telling people that they're dickheads you know it's like hey you're a dickhead it's often been noted but when you're driving pretty much everybody else on the road is it so there's this kind of thing on the Car horn, which is is what car horns been used for, and it's absolutely not what they're meant for. Now, in many countries, car horns are just used, not always to signal aggression or emergencies, but just to say, "Hey, I'm here." Beep, I'm here. Beep, I'm here. Beep, beep, beep. Because in many of these countries, the there's two things: there's lack of infrastructure. There's there's often less in the way of traffic signals and road signs. But also, when there are traffic lights, people tend to ignore them. In Peru, for example, people are required to have a driver's license to drive, so therefore you have to take the test and you have to pass the test. But the thing is, you're not required to show anybody that license. So many people, in theory, have a driver's license in their wallet as long as you don't ask to see it. And this is common in many countries, everybody's out for themselves when driving and you need to say, hey, you know, beep, beep, I'm here, beep, beep, I'm here. But then also, and it's slightly less, there's sort of other practical thing, this often happens, places with narrow, narrow, windy roads where you can't see around the corners, like mountainsides or weird kinds of things. And I've seen this in other countries, but not here. Come around windy, windy road and you can't see around corners, so you, you beep. Before you go around the corner in case there's another car coming another direction now i've been driving down many a little country road in this country being passenger i've never seen anybody do that here and it's like in in that kind of circumstance it's probably not a bad idea this kind of channel beep beep i'm here beep beep i'm here it's also used if you're a taxi driver and an show and you they pull up outside the and go beep I mean, nowadays we've got apps to take care of that there, but some companies don't have that there. My car, it's, it's, it's a Renault, it's got this really annoying feature, which is kind of annoying, but it serves to tamper road rage. In, that in order to press the, the button to activate the horn, it's on the steering column. And the only way to reach it is actually reach through the steering wheel. In order to press it, you've got to take one hand off the wheel and you've got to reach through the wheel and you've got to be careful. It's, it's really awkward to get to and that's probably for the benefit because otherwise I might be instinctively hitting and saying, hey, you're taking dick, you stop you driving. That's kind of, this should bring us back to this here policy, you know, honk if you're a goose. If you're a goose, honk. Or if there's some sort of emergency situation developing right in front of you which st- Necessitates the alerting of other drivers and pedestrians. Honk also, but that wouldn't work so well on a bumper sticker. Here's the next idea: ultrasonic microphones listen to the tunes made by spider webs. I guess the idea behind this is that a spider web—it's a very taut string. There are many musical instruments. That play notes uh, by plucking on top strings, spiders walk across these strings, these you know the strings of their web, so do many other creatures. so the idea is that there 's going to be some sort of vibration there. I mean, the vibration is is high. a spider would detect like a fly in its web. You get some sort of really, really sensitive microphone. I imagine these notes would be really high pitched because they 're very fine. Strings, some very get a very very sensitive microphone, listen to spider webs, and then you put it through you know some software and you modulate the signed up or down accordingly, bring it in the range of human hearing, and then you can hear just like ping 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 whatever tuned spiders play, and then for the really advanced stuff, once you figure out what tuned spiders are playing and which parts of the web make different noises then you could try and get a spider to play the spider-man theme tune ding 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 ding. you might do it by sending little flies directly into different parts of the web that might do it conceivably Just, yeah imagine that little spider playing spider-man theme tune now one of the questions I've wondered about is spider a fly flies in the spider web and the spider web like hey spider and go out and munch it or whatever but if you're blowing a web or it's, if you drop something in the web it'll make the web vibrate spider don't care how does it tell the difference between a fly and something else this is a question and then you know what is it by the tunes do different flies make different tunes what's a spider's favorite tune spider's favorite tune is the second single from no doubts album tragic kingdom spider webs maybe probably not spiders aren't old enough to remember that yeah that's probably a bad idea. I'm sure some scientists have done this because, you know, scientists have got nothing but time on their hands. Sounds of spider webs. See what's happened. See you. Sound-proof metamaterial inspired by spider webs. Oh, here you go. Yeah, it's been done. The link here is from the Daily Mail, so I'm not going to click on that there. Spiders listen to web tones to direct press. Ah, oh, there you go. Discover Science Magazine. Here we are. So, yeah, yeah. A bunch of scientists with time on their hands in Oxford discovered that Spider silk rings, different range of tones. You use these vibrations to determine whether they caught a male or being approached by a mate, or if they need to make repairs. So there's your answer. Dropping something in the web, that's like, oh, stuff's broken. You know, a spider can be bothered. But then there's different different tunes for like food and and sexy spider time. you are messing about with the orb weaver spider. Oh, that's a, isn't that a, is that the scary one? Oh God, yeah, there, oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. The orb weavers, there, are the Big, weird, massive ship things. Oh, Right, okay. You got special organs on their legs for detecting the, the vibrations. Can, can be done. It's been done. Let's see. What's what's the final idea here? Simple. Honey and pineapple ice cream. Why did I think of this particular combination? No idea. Not a clue. Honey ice cream. Now, honey ice cream. You don't really get honey ice cream. You get honeycomb ice cream, which is one of my favourites. It does tend to have, like, kind of, Chunks in it, and chunks of sticky chunks. Get rid of those. Put in pineapple. Pineapple flavor ice cream. I think I have had pineapple flavor ice cream. I'm thinking more, maybe maybe chunks of pineapple, honeycomb, pineapple ice cream. Strikes me that would be ridiculously sweet for some people, but I'm I'm alright with that. Maybe you could make it like SpongeBob thing. Winnie the Pooh meets SpongeBob, in SpongeBob's pineapple house or something. Okay, I mean that one very easy to achieve. Yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much more you can say about that. I like honey, I like pineapples. I like honey ice cream, I like pineapple ice cream. I like ice cream. One of my things today, I like when I'm abroad somewhere and I going out for dinner and I see so you know, I look on the menu and see something I don't recognise I'll be like, I'll have that. You know, it's lucky that you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. This is particularly good with ice cream because it's really difficult to get properly bad ice cream. I was in Brether and I seen the ice cream, and it was tuna. It says tuna. And I'm like, okay, let's have that. And oh, it's nice. A few days later, I discovered that tuna. It's it's a fruit, and it looks kind of like if you imagine a small cactus shaped like a pear. Inside, it looks and tastes like watermelon. Rather than getting the the, the fish flavored ice cream. I've got this essentially watermelon flavored ice cream. Go for it. Lucky Depp ice cream. Yeah, honey and pineapple. That'll be a winner. Let's see. Let's, let's have a quick review of these ideas. Sundown is Apple Watch for its stay. Maybe. Ish. Let's call that a maybe. Alright. Genetically engineered squid. That's, yeah, with subjects, you can you could have different colors. Let's call that, I'm not sure how to grade these at all. That's, that's another, eh, ish, you know, possible with considerations. Vote boots. Yeah, definitely having that there. That's, that's a yes. Okay, sparse barring. Yeah, why not? Geriatric Geronimo. Yeah, I think that's a winner. I think that's a gore as well. And Obviously, tone it down a little bit. Urban Turban. With the, slightly revising it to be made from the fabric that we used to make play mats of houses, streets for. So yeah, that's a definite, definite winner. Goose Wars. Yeah, everybody loves geese. Bumper sticker honk if you're a goose... Yeah, why why the heck not? It it would encourage more passive, you know, less road rage. Ultrasonic microphones for spiders being done, so yeah. Um, honey and pineapple ice cream. Yeah, why not? There, there's nothing to stop us there. Here's the crack. Right, you've got two maybe's, two sort of eh ish Two that, yeah, you could do with some provisions. That leaves us with six. Go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a good batch, I think. I think that's a slightly higher hit rate than average. What are we going to do going forward? We're going to do more of this. We're going to talk about some other things because there's other things I want to talk about. But let's, let's do that. So yeah, if you've got ideas, write them down. Don't be dismissive of your ideas. You think of something like turkey hats. You know, I don't know, what's, what's turkey hat? You know, I don't know. Write, write it down. Come back to it later. You might go, oh, turkey hats. Yeah, I, I can see how that, that would... Point is don't dismiss things out of hand. If Einstein had dismissed all his ideas, he'd still be working in patent office. Actually he wouldn't be working in patent office, he'd be dead. But he he wouldn't have been famous. He would have just been a guy who had lots of rubbish ideas. Think better of yourself. And if you got any further suggestions or comments about these particular ideas, let us know if if you've done any of these ideas or if you want to patent any of these ideas. Yeah, let me let me know. Let everyone try these things out. Let me know how it goes, until next time, whenever that is, if time is such a thing.